0: Welcome to the 7220sports.com kickoff show presented by the Brown and Gold. This show is also sponsored in part by Dickie's Barbecue Pit, Wyo Lotto, Papa Murphy's Pizza, Rocky Mountain Shirtworks, and Lovejoy's Bar and Grill.
1: I think the best offensive performance we've had this year, and typically we've had a hard time with that defense, and so thought uh, <clears throat> our offensive coaches came up with a, a great game plan. You know, we had robust practice. We called it bloody... Tuesday It was a hard-nosed practice, and that, I think, uh, paid off, particularly with our offensive linemen up front. Um, you know, we were able to be effective in the running game. I thought we were effective in the passing game. It's great to have Harrison back there. He's a big-time threat. I think he had 191 yards. Uh, on defense, it was great to get two takeaways. So we, had, we were plus two in the turnover margin. And the kicking game is also proving to be an X factor for us. I mean, another week we're blocking, which would be a <clears throat> like a field goal, an extra point, turning it into two points. And uh, there were times during the course of the game I thought our defense was very disruptive. However, there was other times I thought we started a little slow and I thought we finished a little sloppy. So the bookends uh, need to improve this week. Uh, but uh, nonetheless, it was great to come up with a, a conference win. And like I said, I think Coach Gonzalez has got that program heading the right direction. They're better. Uh, they're a more complete football team. And, and uh, we were happy to come up with a win.
0: That was Craig Bowl. I'm Cody Tucker, joined in studio as always by Jared Newland. The Wyoming Cowboys have a gigantic game tonight, a gigantic opportunity. Against the Fresno State Bulldogs. The number 24 unbeaten Fresno State Bulldogs inside War Memorial Stadium. Kickoff slated for 6 p.m. This game is on Fox. Not FS1, not FS2. Fox, the big one. Still, get to the stadium. Get in your seats. Please. I took that right out of your mouth, didn't I? <laughs> uh, i <I'm laughs>
2: sick of these excuses. It's too cold. It's going to be 60 at kickoff. Yeah,
0: right? perfect.
2: And it, yeah, it might drop into the high 40s by the end of the game, but put a coat on for crying out. And hunting season, quit using that excuse. Doesn't start till the next
0: day. <laughs> quit hunt quit hunting. Quit hunting. <laughs> if I hear one more guy talk to me about Elk Camp and how I listen to the Wyoming game at Elk Camp, I'm gonna freak. Uh anyway, Jared, um huge game, but let's get into a huge question right off the bat. Is this the biggest game in the Craig Bowl era? Ten years of Craig Bowl football in Laramie Wyoming. Is this the biggest, most important game of his tenure?
2: I'm glad you asked me that question off the air first because <laughs> I had to think about it. Um, I do have to a- agree that it probably is. The Everything behind that's happened in the past has happened in the past. We don't care about the 11 scoreless quarters um, against Fresno State. This is about today, uh, tonight, against the number 24 team ranked ranked team in the country mm-hmm. they are about as an explosive offense as the Cowboys are gonna see probably besides Texas um, yeah. you know they they held Texas Tech in check for um, you know pretty much two quarters yeah and they they held Texas in check for three quarters this defense is capable of doing it and this is definitely the biggest game in the Craig Bowl era just because of what's on the line and what's to come yeah I mean The Air Force Falcons, two and a half hours down the road,
0: are up next. And they're on an off week, and they'll be watching the Wyoming Cowboys and Fresno State Bulldogs. Yep. I think it's the biggest. I was posed this question by a fan earlier today. Um, My knee-jerk reaction was to say, oh, come on. But – once you really think about it, yeah. Uh, 2016, obviously, is where my head went. Uh, Boise State beating them in Laramie, beating uh, a number 24, I believe, ranked uh, San Diego State team in the uh, home finale that year. But did anybody really expect in 2016 for the Wyoming Cowboys and this new quarterback named Josh Allen to do what they did and punch their ticket to a Mountain West title game? As the season went on,
2: each game got bigger, of course. We, we saw that. We all witnessed it. The championship game, maybe other than this game, might be posed as
0: the biggest game? I just think they were playing with house money to even be in that championship game in the first place because we're going to talk about it, but Bowl has an opportunity right today to even his record at 500. Uh, well, most people might go, oh, wow, congratulations. He completely revamped his program. He had two wins in his second year, four wins his first year. That was a monumental hill to climb back to, to get to 500. And uh, that can't be understated, I don't think. And I believe that there was the majority of the fans out there
2: probably wanted Craig removed within the last couple years. Yeah. And maybe some still do. Who knows? Because he's not at that over 500, and he hasn't won the big one. He hasn't got to 10 wins. He hasn't got to nine wins.
0: I just don't think he's won enough of these big games. They've pulled off the non-conference stuff against Missouri and against Texas Tech, which is great. But when it comes to huge in-conference games, they've won once against Boise State. Uh, they've struggled against San Diego State. They've obviously struggled against Fresno State. And the one win they do have over Fresno State in the bowl era was completely out of left field in 2015 when Brian Hill went nuts in Fresno. I remember that game thinking, this is going to be
2: ugly. And nobody even knew who real Brian Hill was. Right. And it was like, who is this kid? Yeah. And over 200 yards rushing. 100 like, yards receiving. Like, yeah, it was over 300 yards total offense, right? Yeah. Or close yeah. to it. And yep. I mean, he would just he gashed that defense. And I'm sure that left Fresno fans like, oh boy, who's this guy and who <laughs> yeah. are the Wyoming Cowboys?
0: Yeah, and I think that was a 45-17 win. I mean, it was dominant in every, every sense of the word. And that
2: doesn't happen for a lot of teams out in Fresno, that's Never. for sure. I mean, because they have one of the larger stadiums in the Mountain West.
0: Yeah. Um, actually, it's great, great fan
2: base, great everything, really. Probably the largest now besides UNLV, but that doesn't count because they play in an NFL stadium.
0: Sure, yeah. No, and they have a great fan base. That's a that's a really really tough place to play. Uh, Central Valley is not what you would think of when you think of California. This is like the bread basket, like the fruit basket of the United States of America. <laughs> These are hardworking, down to earth, Josh Allen, Sean Chambers type of guys.
2: It's a true college town, really. Yeah, because you're you're a long ways away from any of the the metropolitan areas of California. Yep. So th- this is the pro team in that valley.
0: Definitely, and. Um, I don't know. I just, I I think this is the biggest hate to put that kind of crazy pressure on it. And it's on national television and the whole nine, but you mentioned the schedule ahead. It's okay.
2: Craig's not listening. We're good. (laughs) Uh, But, uh, but yeah, I agree. It definitely is the biggest game. And a lot of it is because it's the next game up and we'll probably say it next week too, especially if Wyoming wins tonight. Next week's even going to be that much bigger.
0: Tough road to hoe here. You know, when we looked at this schedule at the beginning of the season, I think we all kind of stopped and went, wow, Texas Tech. Then two weeks later in Austin, um, App State's no pushover by any stretch. Like, hoping for two and two, I guess. I, I thought three and one was very much possible. But And then you thought, okay, at least I get New Mexico out of the gate in the Mountain West. But then, oh, man, Fresno at home. However, I think we both are under the agreement that when the season started, we thought, no way Fresno is going to be as good as they were last year. There's no way. They just lost way too much firepower. Here they are, 5-0. and We'll get into Fresno more on the other side of the break, but they haven't exactly played a murderer's row. Uh, there are a couple power five wins on the road, which is always impressive, but it wasn't a murderer's row, to say the least.
2: No, and one is a uh, not-so-good Purdue team. They're actually really struggling at home, Yeah, and then a... I'm going to call them hapless, Arizona State team. They have, I believe it's the second most transfers in Division One behind CU. And I they think have a new coach. Their coach is like five years younger than I am. <laughs> Came from high school. Uh, but he, former Arizona State devil himself. But they are just not playing football
0: mm. well at all. They had their spurts against USC, but I think USC, we're starting to see their defense is not very good.
2: And I think they get um, bored. After that offense gets a big lead, yeah. that defense gets – they just get bored. And Alex Grinch, I agree with a lot of the national guys. Alex Grinch has got to find a way for that defense to figure out how to tackle.
0: Yeah, they're not going to be bored against Washington and Oregon. And I no, believe no. they play them on back-to-back weeks. So and, and Notre Dame on their schedule. Yes, exactly. Um yeah, and Arizona State, they gave uh, they gave Oklahoma State some fits, but we're seeing that Oklahoma State's not very good either.
2: I really wish that Arizona State was on the poke schedule this year instead <laughs> of next year. <laughs> I
0: know. Give them just enough time to figure it out, I guess. Uh, let's talk about New Mexico, Jared. Uh, they had a, the Wyoming offense had a closed-door meeting, a uh, players-only meeting. Craig Bowles said that he is not a fan of those at all. Uh, his exact words, they turn into a town hall bitch session. Um
2: Did you say that on the air?
0: I just did. Okay. (laughs) So I guess uh, I get where he's coming from. However, I followed up that question with, but Andrew Peasley's been around the horn. So has Trayton Welch. So has Wyatt Whelan. And that's why he trusted them to do it. They went in. They had a meeting. He said it was... Peasley put it that it was 15 minutes of who do we want to be as an offense because it certainly wasn't what we saw against App State. Uh, Special teams and defense pulling the weight in that one, obviously. Peasley goes 5 of 15 for 31 yards and a pick six. Not ideal and not going to get it done against teams like tonight. That is is a fact.
2: Well, and we both said going into the New Mexico game, talking about Peasley's performance the previous week of 5 of 15, we both said, remember when he did that against Illinois, what happened the next week. He was the— Mountain West Offensive Player of the Week, yep. had a great game against Tulsa, aired it out, and the first, what, five plays against New Mexico?
0: Pass plays? Pass plays, yep. 7-7 seven to seven to start the game. Uh, I love that Tim Polisek did that. Uh, that was the first thing I said in the press box was, wow, great, great job. And you spoke to
2: several of the offensive players last week talking about the holes in that defense of theirs. Yes. If Peasley is on... And he can find the receivers. Yep. It's gonna be a long day for New Mexico, and it ended up being a closer game than really, probably what than than anybody wanted. But the same, same. He looked so good. Those big plays. It, I mean, it was what fifteen plays of ten yards or more. Yeah. I mean, you just don't see that out of a Craig Bowl offense unless they're just running it down somebody's
0: throat. No doubt. Because it's usually not through the air. Yeah. No doubt. Uh, really impressive outing, 16-25, 194 yards. He threw a touchdown, which, let's be real, I Asante did all the work on that one, bobbing and weaving and cutting across, and the whole night he did about everything waiting for a convoy to get in the end zone. But efficient all day long, like we said, 7-7 seven to seven to start the game. Was so impressed with Tim Polisek putting the ball in, in, in Andrew's hands early to get him in a rhythm because that's all they said after that App State game. No rhythm, no rhythm, no rhythm. They got in a rhythm real quick. And the offensive line holding up on all those pass plays to start the game. Didn't even get breathed on. Yeah, really nice outing. Uh, And, of course, Andrew scores on the ground again. We talked about this last week. Jared, uh, is there a quarterback controversy in Laramie? We both said a resounding no. Not only no, but hell no. Um, I think it worked. I I think we were right for once maybe on that. Maybe they did listen to us last week. <laughs>
2: I know. No, we, I, I think we just, we know too much about the game, first of all. And you're around the program every week. You're around the players. There, There's definitely no controversy, nor will there be, unless he has three weeks in a row of bad football. Yeah. And then they might give the young guy
0: a, a, a start, you know.
2: But it's... Quit talking about it, really.
0: <laughs> yeah, boy, and it's still the topic of conversation. Uh, I actually had fans say I looked at his stats. I didn't watch the game, <laughs> which I kind of faded out after I saw that part. But uh, it appears, again, his stats just weren't very good. And what's wrong with 16-25 to 25 for 194? And zero turnovers. And a touchdown through the air and a touchdown on the ground. Yeah. I thought it was uh, his most efficient outing. The Cowboys rolled up 433 yards of offense. That was their best outing of the year. Harrison Whaley, once again, incredible outing. Uh, that's all Andrew needs to do. It's, sometimes I wish this was a call-in show so people oh. like
2: that could call in and we could put them in their place. Yeah,
0: I didn't listen to the show, but I should have called. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hear Ayur He had the big 66-yard touchdown reception. Asked him about Andrew Peasley's bounce back. Uh, the wide receiver, the transfer from Holy Cross, was not surprised whatsoever to see Andrew Peasley bounce back against the Lobos.
1: Andrew Peasley's a special person, a special player, a special father now. But um, yeah, I mean, never did anyone in the in our locker room doubt this guy. Right? Um, you guys saw that
2: first game. That was my first time seeing Andrew play in person, and just to see that toughness and again, like just that relentless effort. And uh, ability to throw his body on the line as a quarterback, you know, the stigma of quarterbacks not being able to take hits and that's just not who Andrew is, you know, um, just a, a fierce leader, um, somebody you could always talk to, um, and just uh, you know, a person that people can get behind. So we already knew that um, the last game, and we're not going to put all that on him, right, um, it's, it's a team game, you know, we were not at our spots, not at our depths, not at, on time, and stuff like that, so... You know, it's, it's super easy for everyone to just put it all on Andrew. And um, I think that he does a great job of taking that. You know, I I think that's what you do as a quarterback.
0: Those guys have a special connection. Uh, I know Iarsanti told me right off the bat, uh, you know, Andrew Peasley would come meet us on Saturdays uh, during the summer because those guys didn't get here. Him and Devin Boddy Jr. didn't get here until uh, June. And uh, Andrew Peasley's a married man now. He's got a baby. He's got a two-month-old son Yet he was taking those Saturdays to go out and throw with those guys. He invited them to the baby shower. The whole nine made them feel comfortable right off the bat. And, uh, you know, I talked to several guys. I don't need to play all these audio clips of guys who are sticking up for Andrew Peasley. They've done it from day one and they mean it. And, uh, I just thought that was really, uh, really good stuff from my Asante uh, talking about his quarterback and what he means to this team and what he means to him. So there is no quarterback controversy. Uh, <laughs> you don't need Andrew Peasley to go nuts and throw for three, 400 yards, especially when you have a guy like Harrison Whaley in your backfield. 191 rushing yards, and he actually got caught from behind, or he would have been 200 in his third outing as a Wyoming Cowboy. And I hope he is right that that'll never happen again. <laughs> I think he is. You could tell that he was
2: so frustrated. But he was running into the video board, so he saw that guy coming because he told us he looks at the video board. Yeah. That guy was quicker than he thought. And, I mean, it was that was a definition of a shoelace tackle.
0: <laughs> it sure was, man. Wow. Credit to that dude. He kept coming, man. Yep. He kept on and kept on, and that looked, uh, looked like a lost cause. But uh, incredible outing. This guy is really special. Uh, Craig Bowl talked about – obviously, they've had a lot of special running backs, but he talked about guys that are, you know, the 12-yard, the 13-yard, the 15-yard hitters. Um, you know, we saw Valaday bust a couple here and there. We saw Brian Hill bust a lot. Um, but the other guys, the Sean Wicks, the Nico Evans, guys like that, Titus Wynn, they'd bust some here and there, but mainly they were just kind of the sledgehammer type that were getting you the 12- the and 15-yard pickups, the 8-yard pickups that really break the back of a, of a defense. Uh, I don't know if they've had a home run hitter quite like this,
2: not this often that's for sure. and his vision of not only just the hole itself i mean he he finds the hole to where you can see some of the other running backs. They might run into that same hole, but they're not getting through him because they're hesitating before they pop that hole get to that hole and pop the run yeah uh Whaley's vision is not only of just at the line of scrimmage. He's already looking downfield to see where he can make that next cut, make that next cut, make the guy miss. And you saw that on his 40 some yard run because it was supposed to go the other way. Yeah. He cut it back and he, he actually was going to put his shoulder down on a guy and the guy like let up. He didn't want anything to do with it. And then he was like, oh, this is a touchdown then. Because <laughs> yeah. I watched the replay of it and I was like, because I was on the other side. So I did the players were in my way. I couldn't really see yeah. all the way through on who had an angle at him. That replay, a guy just says like, I'm not
0: gonna I'm not gonna try. They didn't even use the sideline as a an extra defender. Uh-uh. I thought he was closer to the sideline. <laughs> then
2: I saw the replay. He was about two yards inside of the
0: yeah. outer bounce line. Yeah, boy, I, I I would almost question New Mexico's effort a little bit on on that one on yeah. the back end. Uh that was not pretty. Uh but however when that play developed I thought Oh, uh, he's getting stopped for no loss. They missed a block. They missed an assignment in the middle. He's getting stuffed at the line. <laughs> Forget it. He went around the edge, and man, he just dusted down the sideline. He's he's a sweet running back, man.
2: He's something special, and that's that's such a get, especially with the injury, um, you know, to McNeely going into the season and
0: so forth. Yeah, um, we don't even talk about that, do we? No, not right now. <laughs> DQ James nope. kicked off the team. Uh, Dwayne McNeely, the presumed starter, tears his ACL. We don't talk about that.
2: <laughs> I do want to give Danny Gonzalez in New Mexico a lot of credit. Absolutely. This is a different New Mexico Lobo team, and they're going to win some games down the stretch here. Yes. They, they are. are different, and I really give them a lot of credit on their game plan because mm-hmm. it kept the Cowboys on their toes the entire game all the way to that last touchdown they scored. Yeah. It was – they were doing different things. The The mix-ups of quarterbacks, they do – They do different things on the field, Mm -hmm. and I give them a lot of credit. And they got some guys now that can do some damage in in the rest of this season and
0: years to come, probably. That first drive was about as impressive as it gets. Uh, There was nothing stopped at the line. There was no. It was like five yards, eight yards, ten yards, twelve yards, and that touchdown pass Dylan Hopkins threw was money.
2: And it's a little bit concerning as a Wyoming fan that we've seen that now two games in a row where the opposing team goes down really effortlessly yeah. and scores on their first drive. It's not a it's not a field goal. It's a touchdown. Yeah. And that is something that uh Wyoming is going to have to do um better, especially tonight and next week for sure, is stop stop the opposing team on the first uh possession.
0: Yeah. And uh that's something I wanted to kinda ask you about, Jared, here with uh Fresno State on deck. Uh what are some things you're still worried about with this Wyoming team? I would I mean,
2: getting off the field on third down has been a big problem right now. Huge. I, I still, I'm convinced that a bend but don't break defense is just fine. Believe me, inside the 20s, I mean, it worked against App State. They held them to four field goals, and if they would, if one of those would have been a touchdown, they would have lost that game. Yeah. Um, I, I don't mind that part of it, but the getting off the field on third downs because the depth is going to start. I mean. I don't want to say there's a lack of depth, but these guys are going to start wearing down a little bit, especially in these, in the amount of games that they've played already, which is five, and they had this one in Air Force before a break. They, I mean, mentally and physically, this I don't know if this team can hold up until that time, no. to be honest with you. no. Uh, but we did see in the fourth quarter a lot of different players in the game on defense. I was scrambling Tons. on my phone <laughs> to find the roster like, who was that guy? Yep. Who was that guy? And some of that was by design, and some of it was because the starters were a little banged up, and, and, and they were just tired as well.
0: Yeah, they played a lot of guys. <laughs> they really
2: did. I know they that played. was a long, long-winded answer there. Uh, definitely yep. the third downs. Third down on offense and, as well. Um, probably a little bit of the play from the cornerbacks. Mm-hmm. They got to be a little bit better as far as um, defending that, especially in the red zone. Yeah. uh you know Colby Taylor gave up a touchdown it was just outside of his reach, and he's got some he's got a long wings, wingspan and that was a perfectly placed ball, but I wish that he would have maybe made that play yeah. in, in the first half and then and then the penalties by Colby Taylor yeah. he's got to cut those down. I didn't think the throwing the guy out of bounds should warranted a penalty in my opinion. The one in the end zone was definitely p i after I saw the review um but he's just kind of a hothead
0: well throwing a guy out that's what i was just going to say maybe that wasn't a penalty but the way he acts all game long draws a flag there yeah because they they can hear him chirping the entire game i did see a tweet from colby taylor this week did you see that i did not he said uh need to keep my mouth shut focus and just take care of the task at hand
2: well when you got a six six eight six nine offensive tackle number 75 probably putting his arm around you and dwarfing the guy saying, you know what, dude, you need to settle down. Yeah. You're going to cost us a game with one of these penalties. No doubt. And um, we know you're capable of doing it
0: without your mouth.
2: No doubt. Do it with your physical ability.
0: Absolutely. A quick shout-out to Wyatt Eckler, the Mountain West Defensive Player of the Week. He had two big sacks, including a strip sack that took New Mexico right out of field goal range right there before the uh, end of the first half. He should have had three sacks. Poor Dylan Hopkins – they didn't hear the whistle, I guess, and uh, <laughs> Wyatt came around the corner and absolutely trucked him again, and we never saw Hopkins back on the field. The beauty is, Jared, we're going to end on this and go to the uh, break. Craig Bull, uh, Craig Bull's Cowboys are 4-1. They're 1-0 in Mountain West play. They have not put together a complete game yet. Here's what the head coach had to say about that.
1: It's encouraging, but we're going to need to play, and that's going to be my message to our team. I-, I do think it's an example of the depth of a team uh, usually we've won two out of the three phases, and that's been enough to, to win. It wasn't good enough to beat Texas. Um, but, uh, you know, it's encouraging to sometimes not win uh, by style points and be pretty. Uh, certainly the App State game was like that. Uh, and then this last week was like that as well. I mean, we were not on point on defense. And, uh, you know, typically the week before, I don't think we're on point offensively. And then what happens is guys who are self-starters and competitors realize they got to up their game. Now we got to get all three things in sync. So, yeah, it's encouraging. I just wish we were playing in all three phases. Uh, but you know, who knows? Saturday's our time.
0: Welcome back to the 7220sports.com kickoff show presented in part by Wild Lotto. When the pokes win, you win too. Learn more at wildlotto.com. Jared, I wish I could test the theory of the lottery running my life. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that be the greatest thing ever? I, There'll be signs too, because I won't be here next week. <laughs> If I do, I'll be. Well, there
2: in. was another million-dollar winner in the state of Wyoming.
0: I saw in Cheyenne. Yeah. Yeah, at a gas station I never go to. I
2: know. It's on the other side of town from
0: where I'm at, <laughs> so dang it. There will be signs, though, like Cody Tucker Stadium. Cody Tucker Field at War Memorial Stadium. You know that week. you're
2: going to have to win more than just a million.
0: Right? <laughs> I'm talking win. about the big, big, big the one. big one. The, the big one.
2: take-home is going to have to be
0: $100 million. I'm the kind of idiot though that if I won like four thousand dollars, I'd call our boss and be like, I'm done. I quit. I'll make this last. You don't know how to do <laughs> finances
2: very well, do no, you? I don't.
0: No, I don't. <laughs> uh, Wyoming Cowboys hosting the number twenty-four Fresno State Bulldogs tonight. Huge game between old friends Craig Bull and Jeff Tedford. Um have to say it, Cowboys are on a four-game losing streak against the Bulldogs here. They've been outscored 87-10 to in that stretch. They're on 11 scoreless quarters right now. It has not been pretty against Fresno State. However, you have to preface this, that Cowboys team last year walking into Fresno, we knew, we knew. They said the right things, were playing for pride, all that, but we knew, not to mention the, the injury report was an absolute mash unit.
2: Well, coming off, a game they should have beat Boise State, at least gone into overtime with Boise State. Yes. Just a huge downer that what happened at the end of the game happened. And Peasley said it this week. He goes, we really didn't want to be there. Mm -hmm. He goes, "Um, yeah, we did. We said all the right things. We prepared. But did we really um, prepare? No. No. And we all knew, especially you and I and a few others, Titus Swen didn't want to be there. (laughs) We knew what was going to come with that and it did the hammer did fall the following week and you could just tell in his running that he didn't want to be there and the offensive line wasn't blocking very well but two blocked punts I just want to put all that behind yeah I don't want yes is it in the back of the the players minds the non-scoring is the way they got beat probably not as much but they definitely want to get some points and I honestly think that the Cowboys are going to come out, especially in that first series, like they did against New Mexico, and do whatever they can to march down that field and put points on the board. The monkey's off their back the rest of the game. Then they can go out and play football. The
0: key might be not letting Fresno State go down the field. Yeah, we already talked about that. (laughs) Here's... uh... Andrew Peasley himself talking about that matchup with uh, Fresno State last year and kind of the the feeling he still has going into this one. Yeah, uh, I'm going to enjoy this win
2: for 24 hours. It's our 24-hour rule. Um, I'm coming tomorrow ready to work. Um, Obviously, I'm a little salty about last year. You know, we had a a tough loss against Boise, and then we kind of all showed up to Fresno not really wanting to play. And that was including myself. I don't think we executed at all that game. And so we got to have an edge to us. We got to be on on our stuff this week at practice and prepare well. And we got to be
1: a good offense. And our defense got to play good too. They're good. T- they're a good football team.
0: He's a little salty about this one. I'll tell you another guy who's salty is. Wyoming's left tackle, Frank Crum. Here's what he had to say about facing the Fresno State Bulldogs and how this is one of the biggest games of uh, his career, and that's saying something. He's been here for six years. Here's Frank Crum.
1: No, seriously, we haven't scored a point. I don't know, what's the scoring total? Have we scored on him in two years? 11 quarters. Yeah, that's unacceptable, and I think there's a sense of want to and let's get after these cats um, right away you know we don't want to mess around with these guys and I know they're perceived as the top dog in the conference right now and um, here's the thing they got to come to Laramie Wyoming and come to us um, and we're gonna give them our best shot And I know they're gonna do the same um, so I'm really excited for this matchup but no we, we can't we've laid an egg or been uninterested for the past two years with these guys that's not the case. We're going to give them our best shot.
0: Yeah, Frank Crum uh, put it pretty uh, bluntly. Um, they were disinterested. <laughs> they And he also talked about that game in 2021, um, saying flat out they laid an egg. And we've talked about this a lot, Jared. 2021, keep going back to that season, because that's when the Cowboys were picked to finish second in the preseason polls, and it looked like they had studs across the board. The wheels were wobbling hard during that four and zero start. They were. They, I mean, I think we all felt it. Escaped UConn. Escaped Montana. State at home against Brent Vegan in the opener. Yeah, it wasn't it. This team would kick that team's ass. <laughs> bad, in my opinion. Yes,
2: bad. Um. So this is we said in the first first half hour. This is the biggest game in the Craig Bowl era. And these Cowboys are mature enough, and that's why he allowed them to have a players-only meeting. Like yeah. you said, these guys are well-led, and they're well-prepared. And we, I talked to you before we went on the air to say, can these guys keep getting up week after week after week because each game just gets to be bigger and bigger and bigger. This is a team, I think, that can handle that.
0: I think so, too, but it also scares me when I hear words from Andrew Peasley like, eh, we didn't, we came out flat before the App State game, and it was like none of us wanted to play. Uh, what? <laughs> but that's when the players only meeting kicked in the week after.
2: And you are dealing with 18 to 22-year-old and sometimes a little bit older uh, men, and it happens that way. Mm-hmm. It happens in the NFL. You see teams come out flat as can be. And it was like, how in the hell did they lose to that team?
0: Yeah. I just think right now, I was asked by uh, a couple of guys in Fresno yesterday on a show, um, boy, the excitement level's got to be incredible in Laramie right now. And in the state of Wyoming, that's all you got is the Cowboys. Um, I'm not sensing that at all. I'm sensing prove it. That's like the best way to put it, in my opinion, is they need to prove it. Are people excited? Cautiously optimistic. However, the pessimism is so strong because we've been here before. We've seen this movie play out. Will it have a different ending?
2: Yeah, and and Craig Bowl led teams have won big games. Don't get either one of us wrong here. Yeah. Uh, you know, Missouri, huge win. Yeah. Texas Tech, huge win. Boise State, San Boise Diego State. Boise State, San Diego State. Those are, in my opinion, even bigger because they're conference games. Yeah. And
0: the Boise State game is obviously huge because it's the only time they've ever have beaten Boise. There's but. just not enough of them in a 10-year stretch, and I would even be willing to get rid of three years of Craig Ball's career with COVID and the first two years. I mean, he completely changed the the dynamics of Wyoming football. Totally agree. Those were lost years. There's a reason he's the highest paid coach in the right. league. Right. And, and folks, we always forget, Brett Smith didn't come back when he could have. That could have helped that transition along beautifully and
2: several several other players too that just decided to hang it up yeah because um, back then the transfer portal wasn't open per se they could still transfer but they had to sit out a year and craig flat out his his mantra was those who stay will be champions yeah and they were divisional champions
0: yeah well he came right in and, and he's told us before i can't remember the exact quote but he's told us before about those first two years and how miserable they were and he said, we had some really bad football players on those teams. Uh, I looked at what we had, and the shelf was not stacked, to say the least. And the ones
2: that did leave on their own, they didn't want to work hard. Yeah. They didn't want to have a hard-nosed football coach yelling in their ear day after day. Yeah. And that's what the Craig Bull um, old school of coaching is. Yeah, no and doubt. Is, it, is always degrading no but it it's it, it's his way of teaching
0: sure and there was a success one of the success stories I can think about that came out of that is the chase Appleby um he was recruited by Dave christensen he said man I was sitting on the couch watching Wyoming games from home uh from my apartment or what my dorm room or whatever there I was not in the future plans whatsoever then Craig came in and he showed some belief in me and off we go. He makes one of the biggest plays in Wyoming history, you know, causing that safety against Boise State to win that game. So there were some guys who who stuck around, the Walkers of the world and the Chase Applebees of the world. But there was uh, the cupboard was bare uh, in a lot of ways, and Craig will be the first to admit it and say, "Man, I had some house cleaning to do." And, and in fact. Not to put this all on Texas, but he wasn't even recruiting Texas when he got here because so many of the guys that left were from Texas. Mm-hmm. And Appleby and Walker are from Texas, ironically, but a lot of those dudes left.
2: And aren't we all so happy that he's back in the oh, state of Texas God, recruiting? aren't we ever.
0: <laughs> yeah, aren't we ever. And it helps with getting games down there, too. No doubt. No doubt. And I always love the trips to Texas. Oh, yeah. It's my favorite. Uh Wyoming-Fresno State kickoff tonight, 6 p.m. This one is on Fox. Craig Bull talked about the importance of the national television thing. He talked about how it's great for recruiting. He also talked about, you know, the talking heads also maybe are forced to talk a little bit more about Wyoming and Fresno State because it is the marquee game during primetime, so that just gives them more pub. The fact that it's in Laramie gives them pub. We all saw that awesome video by by Tim Brando yesterday in War Memorial Stadium Uh, great video. If you haven't seen that, go go check it out. It's really good stuff. But that's the kind of stuff that comes with playing in primetime.
2: And one of his mentors was Kurt Gowdy, and he had never done a football game from Laramie before. And he went to he got here a day earlier, and he went through Kurt Gowdy State Park. Yeah, because that's that's how much that guy meant to him, and that's just awesome. And I've always liked listening to Tim. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, he he does game, and Spencer Tillman's great as well. Yeah, and. Uh, this is going to be—it's a big matchup. Wyoming has never played on Fox, the network, before. Yeah, this is big time college football, folks. And there's a reason that it was selected, and a little bit of help from some teams losing last week. We were told that both TCU and Iowa State had to lose, and it had happened. So, so thank you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but this is this is huge. We're in prime time.
0: Yeah, Are they also trying to show that, hey, with the Pac-12 moving on and no idea what's going on there, we need to start turning the nation on to some teams on the west side of the country?
2: I think that has a lot to do with it as well. And it's not the the 9 p.m. slot to where it's 11 p.m. on the East Coast. And the only people that are watching are diehard alums and people in bars. Yeah. Or that have a dime or two on it. Yep. You know. And that's about it. But – uh the first CBS game it was like 1.4 million yep. viewers and um tonight's probably going to be around the same I would guess cuz there's going to be a lot of California folks watching that that always helps. Yeah. And and of course all the great Wyoming alums out there.
0: No doubt. Uh another quick question here Jared before we get deep into the Bulldogs. Uh is Fresno State the best team in the Mountain West right now in your opinion? Yes. Why?
2: Consistency.
0: Yeah. Uh, they just they reload. They don't
2: rebuild. They reload. And yes, is it easier to recruit to a place like Fresno, California than Laramie Wyoming? Of course it is. And they're kind of more of a plug and play than a than a building development development program. Yeah. But uh, this quarterback they got out of the transfer portal he's he came out guns guns ablaze. No doubt. Keen is a good football player, and having Tedford back as your coach too, I think bringing in bringing him back, um, you know, giving him another
0: chance. And Craig talked about that a lot, that Jeff Tedford's from there. He played there. Uh, he coached in the glory days with Trent Dilfer and, and David Carr. Under Jim Sweeney. Yeah, under Jim Sweeney. And he was there for Pat Hill. And then he took, he's been all over the place, and he's been successful everywhere he's gone. The amount of quarterbacks this guy has coached, it's incredible. I mean, Aaron Rodgers, he, he got Aaron Rodgers at a Butte Community College In the middle, I mean, that sound familiar? Reedley Community College, where (laughs) Fresno State did not get Josh Allen, uh, thankfully. (laughs) If Jeff was
2: there at the time, maybe they would have.
0: Maybe so. And talking to those Fresno guys yesterday, they said Sean Chambers was thought of very highly in in the Valley. And they were stunned that uh, the Kerman, California product came to Wyoming. And I don't think he had an offer from Fresno State. Maybe a walk-on, but uh, Wyoming sealed the deal. Or maybe they wanted him as a tight end or an H-back, too. Maybe, too. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, But, man, this guy has coached some phenomenal quarterbacks. Joey Harrington, uh, Kyle Bowler. Stop. Stop. Two (laughs) first-rounders. Two first-rounders. John Beck, who gave Wyoming absolute fits at BYU, coached him as well. So, I mean, this guy, it's just – I did a story on it earlier. I suggest uh, highly going to 7220sports.com to read about Jeff Tedford and the wealth of quarterbacks this guy. Has groomed, and and that was when you only were recruiting quarterbacks at a high school or junior college. Now the transfer portal's wide open, and as you mentioned, uh, Mikey Keene was a really good quarterback at UCF, uh, a high profile program, which is now in the Big 12. Uh, so he's come in, guns blazing, like you said already. The dude's got 1,400 passing yards, I want to say, already, and 14 touchdowns through five games. Pretty dang efficient, too. 136
2: and 197 percent, 1474. 14 TDs, four picks. Uh, I mean, when I'm looking at the stat line, it looks like two law firms here. Keene, Gilliam, and Brooks <laughs> versus Peasley, Whaley, and Asante. Who are you going to take? Who, who's going to defend you? Uh, but, and then Gilliam, you know, he, 74 carries for 312 yards, four TDs, and Brooks, 34 receptions for 485 and four TDs. A very balanced attack for the most part. They're not rushing the ball as well as some of these other Fresno State teams in the past has. They're only rushing the ball for 120 a game as to where the Cowboys are you know, rushing at 182 um, per game clip. Where Fresno, besides through the air, is kind of scary is their defense. They're only allowing 282 yards. And they played a Big Ten team, not a great Big Ten team. They played a hapless Arizona State Pac-12 team. But, folks, those teams are in those conferences for a reason. Yeah. They're supposed to be bigger and faster Especially and
0: Purdue. Yeah. I mean, those Big Ten teams lean on you. They're a terrible matchup for most Mount West programs, even Wyoming, who you would think would match up better with Big Ten teams.
2: And they're only allowing 188 through the air and 93 through the, on the ground. So, Wyoming has their work cut out for them tonight. That is for
0: dang sure. He always says all the right stuff. He loves Jeff Tedford. He joked last year, and I actually wrote about this, he joked uh, that him and Jeff should go out to the middle of the field and shake hands and exchange AARP cards, and I wrote in my column that uh, they should also exchange uh, play sheets uh, because <laughs> Jeff Tedford just keeps rolling with the punches. He's not getting any older. His offense is still dynamic as ever, and and it's really effective.
2: He's not stubborn.
0: <laughs> yeah, isn't that weird? <laughs> Adapts to
2: the players he has instead of making the players adapt to him. But, you know, when we're talking about Fresno State, too, we, we talk about those two Power Five teams that they beat. Their schedule hasn't been tough, though. I don't no. want to take anything away from what they've done. Believe me. They went into double overtime with Eastern Washington, a not-so-good Eastern Washington mm-hmm. team. Uh, blew out Kent State, who was— really bad right now Yep, and beat a nevada team last week only 27 to 9 Now was some of that maybe let's take a break type of a deal as you know, no, quote unquote as it, it wasn't as pretty it did i watched part of it me too and i was like nevada might have a chance here
0: yeah their defense really played well yep. um not a pretty game at all i i don't know i mean i'm you have to you have to account for that, right? how bad this has been it's it's I believe they're six and nineteen overall the teams they've played they haven't played a team yet with a winning record um i and I think Fresno State fans from what I'm seeing online and in that show yesterday they're feeling the same that they have not played a really quality team yet and I
2: think when you say that six and nineteen that the teams that they've played that's a record that's kind of what. Like that four and oh start a couple years ago
0: for Wyoming Cowboys. You look at that, oh they're four and but who'd they beat? Yeah. Nobody. They beat a good FCS Montana State team, but other than that, really bad. <laughs> really like historically bad.
2: Yeah. So and I think that's that's probably been done a lot in Wyoming's
0: history. Like, well,
2: who have they played? They're off to a six and one start or whatever. And you look at the records and it's like, yeah, only one team has a winning record. The rest are all losing.
0: You're not gonna be able to say that yeah. after this week and next week, no, that's for I certain. Mean, Next two combined opponents, 10-0. and 0.
2: And the previous <laughs> opponents, number third-ranked Texas, yeah. App State, I believe, is going to make a run in the Sun Belt.
0: And I, I still am not, I, not giving up on Texas Tech myself. I know they lost Tyler Shuck, but I'm not. They have too many damn weapons. And a lot of them, a lot of the fans anyway, if you read what they're saying, Tyler Shuck might have been part of the problem. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know.
2: Today, tonight. Do you see Wyoming's defense go back to the, the three-man front, drop eight, have all those brown jerseys all over the place in, in Keen's eyes? Like, oh, my gosh, where am I going to go with this ball? Because it, it was effective against Texas Tech as the game went on. It was effective from the get-go against Texas.
0: Yeah. Um, I don't know if you saw on my sheet here. This was next. Drop eight. I did not see that. (laughs) You were sharing a brain here. Yes, 100%. I I think they're going to drop eight, and I think they're comfortable doing it. Will that uh, mess with the pass rush a little? Absolutely. They're going to have to blitz a little more. However, with the injury sustained last week, it might be a godsend to only have three up front because we don't know if Sebastian Harsh is playing. We don't know if Braden Siders is playing.
2: And who wouldn't love to see Eckler come around that corner and oh. smack Keen a couple times tonight?
0: And arguably their best blitzer is Shea Noah. So, I mean, yeah, I would not be surprised whatsoever to see them drop eight and muddy things up on the back end and say, hey, you know what, we're going to give a little, You show us that you can run against us. But I think they're really, I, I have no doubt, jay Avell could be going into this one thinking, uh, beat us with the run.
2: Have you seen Jay Savelle on the sideline?
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: How he is about as calm and cool as any cowboy can be. <laughs> Which is... I mean, if he was wearing a Stetson, <laughs> I mean, he, he's not blowing up and getting in players' faces and yelling at them. He is like, he's coaching them. He's teaching them. Yeah. And he actually hugs them. And yeah. The guy, like especially Colby, you got to settle down. No doubt. He didn't blow up at him. He just said, you got to settle down.
0: All right, let's go, down, uh, let's go down the Mountain West slate is very limited this week, uh, just a few games. Only three games. Yeah.
2: It's kind of crazy, and they're all 6 p.m. kickoffs, too, <laughs> which course. is not good for the Mountain West, no. Gloria, if you can do anything about it, and I'd, I'd love what you're doing, but why have all three games on at the same time, and the CSU-Utah State game's not even
0: televised? Yeah.
2: It's streamed. And why are they kicking off at six o'clock? I guess it might be homecoming for the Aggies. I'm not sure. It is. So it's Aggies versus Aggies. Uh, The Rams at Utah State and then San Jose State, one and four Spartans at two and three Boise State. Go
0: Spartans. (laughs) (laughs) Let's run down a few of these national games. We got about a minute left here and I'm the big one, trying to pull them up. The, the big one. big one in the Cotton Bowl.
2: Yeah, it happened um, earlier today, Oklahoma and Texas. Uh, and then Maryland at Ohio State, which is a bunch of you-know-what BS because that's where Big Noon Kickoff is. They should, be, they should have been in Laramie today. <laughs> LSU, Missouri. Brian Kelly and his jokes just get old. Yeah, you better Say, hey, we'll win this one. We'll see in Columbia, and hopefully you have your Columbia jackets on. <laughs> Nobody said a word, and he goes, it was a joke, folks. Oh, boy. well, it wasn't funny. <laughs> uh, Washington State, UCLA, which is a big one out in the Pac-12. Uh, Alabama, A&M, another big one. Uh, Jimbo maybe gets win number two against Aiden. We will see. Uh, Kentucky, Georgia, another big one in the SEC tonight, and um, also this evening, Michigan, Minnesota, and then Notre Dame, Louisville in the ACC. <laughs>
0: good slate that we're gonna miss because we're gonna be watching the best game going uh really excited for this one uh big game big opportunity for craig bowl and the cowboys uh what do you see i'm gonna
2: stick with my guns i sometimes switch them but uh 29 27 pokes
0: i think uh, i've been saying this a lot lately i'm trying to speak it into existence i think uh john hoyland's had every uh, accolade you could have as a place kicker um, He was just on the Lou Groza Stars of the Week award list this last week He They can, might as well Name the Special Teams Player of the Week After John Hoyland He's been an incredible kicker He's 8 of 8 He has not kicked a game-winning walk-off Field goal yet in his career It happens tonight Twenty seven twenty four. Wyoming Cowboys We'll see you in Colorado Springs next week For the biggest game of the Mountain West season Yet again Love it this has been the 7220sports.com kickoff show presented by the Brown and Gold. This show is also sponsored in part by Dickie's Barbecue Pit, Wyo Lotto, Papa Murphy's Pizza, Rocky Mountain Shirtworks, and Lovejoy's Bar and Grill. Thank you for joining us. For Jared Newland, I'm Cody Tucker. Stay tuned for Wyoming football next
1: right here on KOWB.